Hey, welcome to the Transforming Life Church podcast. We hope this encourages you and inspires you in your journey with Christ. So sit back, relax, and check out this week's message. If we didn't get to meet earlier, uh, we kind of snuck in. Some of you snuck in a little bit after we got started. That's okay. Uh, we haven't got to meet yet. My name is Kyle. I'm the lead pastor here. And we're so excited that all of you are here today. How about these graduates? Come on, let's give them another round of applause. Let's give them a round of applause. It may not seem like much, but it's a big deal. It's a big deal uh, to be able to read. Especially this past year, right? With everything and all the circumstances surrounding uh, where we're at today. Uh, big deal, big deal. So proud of Hey, uh, not to switch gears in a weird way, but anybody like Pop-Tarts? Come on. Pop-Tarts are amazing. Yeah, I know I can get some of the teenagers on board with this, man. Pop-Tarts are awesome. If you're in a hurry or you just don't feel like cooking, man, you can just grab a box of Pop-Tarts and and go to town, right? My kids love Pop-Tarts. They they love Pop-Tarts, and they're different. Like, when we were kids, we just had, like, a couple of different flavors, and that's a now you can get hot fudge Sunday Pop-Tarts, you can get s'mores Pop-Tarts, you can get birthday cake Pop-Tarts. They, they have come a long way over the years. And, and we have to watch it because that's all our kids will want to eat. Because they make great snacks, too. Like, you just spill them down there and Pop-Tart, you know? And, and so we have to, like, it's only on special occasions that we decide to get pop Because we've had them in the house the past couple weeks, and that's all they want to eat for breakfast. You know, they've been having testing in the schools this time of year. So I'm like, no, you, you you don't need any more sugar, right? Like you, you're amped up enough. You don't need any more. But this is not a good I get they're good. I understand that. But, but you don't need any more. So probably we're not going to buy them for probably a little bit now. Um, and and uh, uh, it's just a special thing here and there. But they're amazing. And, and how many of you like your Pop-Tarts just kind of out of the box, boom, ready to go? Anybody in there? Right. How many of you like to put them in the toaster and warm them up a little bit? Okay. Yeah. What about split half and half? Okay. That's okay. That's good. Sometimes when you put them in the toaster, if you don't put it on the right setting, what you're going to get is on the outside, it's going to look nice and toasted, maybe even browned on the edges, but on the inside, it's not quite done, right? Right? That's how it is for us when we go through trials in life. When we go through a struggle, when we go through a season of difficulty, or we go through some problems in life, on the outside, we're done. Maybe some of you are done right now in the season of life that you're in with everything that's going on. Maybe if you're on the outside, go, oh, I'm done, right? Like, but on the inside, maybe the trial and the issue and the problem and the, if you want to call it suffering, whatever that is, maybe on the inside, though, it hasn't done its complete work. What am I talking about, man? What am I talking about? Because none of us like to go through difficulties in life, do we? We don't like to go through struggles. We try to avoid them. We try to escape them. But they're inevitable, Caesar. That's part of life. We're going to go through some difficult moments in life. But how are we going to go through those moments? How are we going to face those trials, those struggles, those problems? How are we going to, how are we going to go through? Listen, I don't, I don't want to just get through a trial. I want to learn how to grow through a trial. Come on, anybody. Many of us, we, we want to escape them. Many of us, we try to avoid them. So we'll do certain things to, to avoid going through difficulties. But... But what if we started looking at it with a different mindset, a mindset, a different perspective? What, what, if we, what if we take our challenges and we face them head on? Even though it might be painful, even though it might be difficult, even though it might wear us out, we might be done on the outside. But what if God wants to do something on the inside? 
Many of us, though, we want to be like that Pop-Tart. We want to pop out early, right? We want to pop, like, I just want to get out of this. Come on, where's the line? I just, I just want to get out of this season, this difficulty. And we'll get out of it, we'll pop out of it without it having done its complete work inside of us. What if we looked at our challenges and what if we looked at our trials and problems and issues and struggles? What if we looked at them differently in this life? Now, I want to help you out with that today. Come on, look at your head and say, hey, you're just a pop tart. You're just a pop tart. You're not done quite yet on the inside, right? You're just a pop tart. Some of you, that's all you're going to get out of this message today. You're going to go on Facebook, hey, I'm a pop tart. And, and that's just, that's all you're going to get. I lost you right there. But we're starting a series today called Pressure Points. We're going to look through the book of James over the next six weeks, including today. We're going to look at these different pressure points. And I know James has this connotation, it's a, you know, faith and works, and, and we see that's a big theme throughout it. But the, if you read through James, I was even telling Haley this, I, you know, I was reading through James, and I'm like, James is kind of all over the place. One minute he's talking about trials, the next minute he's talking about being partial to others, the next minute he's talking about this stuff, and he kind of, there's no flow, it's just... He's just jumping from one day. I'm like, James, what are you doing? Look at that. But there's these, if you look at it, there's these different pressure points that will, will put pressure on us as we go through this journey with Jesus. Or maybe you're trying to figure out what that even is. And there's these different pressure points that are meant to grow us. They're meant to mature us. What is the actual goal? It's not to give you a struggle. It's to become more like Christ. That's the goal. That's what it's Everything in, in life, as you become a believer, is to become more like Christ. Whether it's the good times or the bad times. And that behind the valley love. But oftentimes in the valleys of life, in the struggles of life, oftentimes we, we, we pull away from God. I don't feel real spiritual. I'm really tired. I'm, I'm depressed. I'm struggling. I'm really going through stuff. I don't feel like praying. Right? Come on, let's be honest. God, I, I don't feel like worshiping. I'm tired. I'm going through it. I don't feel like going to church and being around people because I'm really going through it now. What if we started looking at it differently? What if we started hitting our struggles and our trials head on, face to face, knowing that we don't have to go through it alone, knowing that God will be there with us every step of the way? We're not promised that there won't be struggles, but we are promised that someone is going to be there with us. Every Come on, how many of you have been through some struggles that God has carried you through? He's seen you through. You might as well praise Him for a moment. He has seen you through. He has gotten you through. And you came out stronger on the other side. Today we're looking at the pressure of trials. Turn to James. It's after Hebrews and we're in the New Testament. After Hebrews, right before Peter, back in the day when I was in Royal Rangers, we learned this little jingle. Hebrews, James, Peter, Peter, John, 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 Revelation. That's how I, it's just stuck with me. And boys' ministry, these are always in that. It's important. It's important, y'all. Girls' ministry, it's important. Kids' churches, we believe in the next generation. Y'all, we have graduate celebration. We believe in the next generation. It's, it's raising up. It's building a foundation and a standard in their life. We believe in it. It's after Hebrews, right before Peter, book of James. Six chapters, but man, there's a lot of stuff in there. As you're turning there, just a little backstory in case you don't know who James is. In fact, if you look at the, the Greek and the Hebrew for James, it actually translates to Jacob. Interesting enough, I don't know how we got there. So those of you that are like, oh, this version of the Bible, oh, this is it. No, not really. Uh, we got to go to the original language, Greek, Hebrew, uh, you know, then we'll really get it. 
And I think that's important for us to understand as we study the Bible. But James is a half-brother of Jesus. Can you imagine growing up being the brother of Jesus? I wish you'd just be like your brother, James. Can you imagine how frustrating that is? Some of you know that. You, you, you had siblings like that. And I was like, can't you be just like your brother? Can you imagine? Can't you be just like, why don't you be more kind like Jesus, James? Right? And I don't know if this is actually how it played. I can only imagine. That's how, why, why don't you do the right thing? Jesus always does the right thing, James. What's your problem? Why don't you be more like Jesus? Why don't you study the Torah? Why don't, why don't you memorize the Torah better than your brother Jesus? Right? I can only imagine. I can only imagine how it is. I can, I can probably uh, see James really having such a, a, a disdain and, and, and just probably not even liking his brother Jesus very, very much. In fact, he was a skeptic. He believed his brother Jesus was out of his mind for his claim. And for much of his life, you see him as a skeptic, not believing that Jesus was the Messiah. Until Jesus died and rose again, he appeared to James. And Jesus has an encounter with the risen Savior like many of us have had, and it changed his life forever. James becomes a believer. Not only does he become a believer, Moses, he becomes a prominent leader in the early church. He would become a prominent leader in one of the first Christian communities in Jerusalem, the mother church. But there were a lot of issues going on back in that day and this time. So, so here we have this church that they were mostly filled with Messianic Jews, Jews that had uh, accepted Jesus Christ into their life. And that became a problem and issue for those that were devout Jewish, especially the, the leaders. And they're in Jerusalem, so there were a lot of them in that area. And they faced persecution from a lot of those Jewish leaders in that day. Not to mention just that area fell on hard times. There was famine, there was poverty, uh, and they're dealing with the persecutions. And through it all, James became a pillar and a peacemaker in that time. And he led with great wisdom and with great courage. In fact, all throughout this book, we can see uh, where he has fooled and gained a lot of wisdom from Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. You, you can see a lot of that influence his writings, as well as the book of Proverbs, which we know is full of, of these different uh, things of wisdom. And we can see that influence his writing here in the book of James. So you understand why James is writing, hey, listen, you can get through trials. You can grow through trials. Hey, listen, you, you, know, you shouldn't show partiality. We're all trying to become like Christ. We're all as sinners in need of a Savior. So, so, so we should also be growing uh, together to become like Christ. And that's the theme over the entire book. Is we, no matter where you are in life, no matter what you are going through, the goal is to become more like Christ. You might be facing some difficulty right now in your life, but we're supposed to still, even through it all, become more like Christ. So what struggles have you faced in your life? What are you maybe even facing right now? Now, how can we take what we know of James, what we know of his life, and, and, and now what we're about to read in this text, how can we take that and help us grow and not just get through things in this life, but grow through them? See, I don't want to just escape them. I want to come out better on the other side. Come on, anybody in there with me today? I, I don't want to just come out on the other side of an issue or trial or problem or struggle. I don't want to come out on the other end of that bitter. I want to come out better. I don't want to come out and finally at the light of the end of the tunnel, come out on the other side of that, and I'm farther away from Jesus than I was before. I want to, in that moment, even in those dark moments, we can become more intimately uh, in a deeper relationship with God. 
Why? Because, man, that's where our faith is put to the test. Right? That's where our faith, you know what they say, you can't have a testimony without the test. Right? That's where our faith is tested. Like, what good is faith if we, where it's not going to be tested and strengthened and grown? That, that's where it's from. What, what, you know, we can pray all these prayers, but, but it's when we're in the middle of it all. We're in this deep, dark season of life, and that's where our prayer life grows. It's because, God, I'm desperate. Not just for a way out, but I'm desperate for you in this moment. That's where our prayers are strengthening. That's where we build faith. That's where we grow a deeper, intimate relationship with God. Sounds strange. I know. Because it's like, I don't want to go through a trial. I don't know what to do. Like, we, we don't want to do that. But it's in those moments, if we'll look at it differently, that we can draw closer to God than ever before. So what, what pressures are you facing today? It may be as simple as a bad day. Maybe you had a bad day this week. It happens. Had a bad day. Uh, students, you've been taking exams, maybe you have some testing going on, maybe it's just, man, I blew that this week. Or maybe it was, you know, 2021, 20, the school year's already done, maybe you didn't ask that crush out, I don't know, I don't know, kid, maybe you didn't jump on that opportunity, maybe it didn't happen, or maybe you got dumped, I don't know. Maybe for some of you, it could have been just as simple as having a flat tire one day. And that might sound like not a big deal because you can just go get the flat tire fixed. But hey, that wasn't in the budget, Ted. You know what I'm saying? Is it ever really in the budget? <laughs> Got to follow that Dave Ramsey, get that, that $1,000 in savings. Maybe it's more serious. Maybe you've been to the doctor and you've gotten the diagnosis. Right? Maybe it's been a little more. Maybe it, it's pressure in your marriage, in your finances, in your family in general. Maybe it's uh, some temptations that you are, are fighting through. Maybe, maybe it's a difficult decision that you're facing. Maybe it's more than just one thing that have compound and it's all going on all at the same time. Because you know what they say, when it rains, it what? Sometimes it's like that. So what pressures are you facing? Let me preface this message too, because I don't want you to think that I don't care and I don't have any compassion. But here's the deal. I want you as a child of God to learn, and Courtney did an amazing job this last week at Mother's Day. You have authority in Jesus Christ. We were not called to, to go on the defensive and run when stuff happens in our life. When the enemy comes knocking at our door, we were not created to go run and hide. We were meant to take God by our side because it is his battle. The battle is the Lord. We sang about it this morning. We now remember, maybe today, if anything, it's to remind you who you are. You are sons and daughters of the Most High God. Yes, you may go through something difficult, but you are His children, and He will see you through and strengthen you uh, along the way. Come on, you've been given that authority through Christ. We don't have to hide or cower in the corner. We were not given a spirit of fear. So maybe, if anything, it's to remind you who you are today. I want you to get this, that life may seem hard, but you don't have to be. Life is going to be hard sometimes, but you don't have to be. It's not going to ruin you. Life is going to knock you down sometimes. Yeah, the enemy is going to try to knock you down sometimes. But we don't have to, to just stay stuck. We don't have to stay down. We're not down and out. Come on. Come on, you can get back up again. I'm reminded in the word that I'm pressed but not crushed. I'm persecuted but not abandoned. I'm struck down but I'm not destroyed. A trial is not going to ruin you. You don't have to let it ruin you. Maybe we can grow through it. Maybe there's something we can learn. Come on. You might as well declare it today. I'm still standing. Some of you guys have been through some difficult things. You're going through it right now. Why don't you declare it today? Say, I'm still standing. I may be going through it, but I'm still standing. 
today. Look at your struggle today. Tell it, man, I am still standing. I know it's happening, it's raining, it's pouring up. Devil, you're trying to get at me, but guess what, baby? I'm still, I'm still standing. You might need to declare that over your life today. Maybe you've gone through it, maybe you are going through it, but now you're going to go through it differently. You're going to see it differently. You're going to go through it differently. I'll just get started. Oh, we haven't got to the scripture yet. Come on. James. Chapter 1, if you're there with me, let's read it, starting in verse 1. James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes scattered among the nations. Greetings. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature, complete, not lacking anything. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously. To all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like the wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double minded and unstable in all they do. Let's pray. Father, we love you. God, I thank you that even though trials happen in our life, we face struggles, we go through things that God, we don't have to, we don't have to stay stuck in that, God. We don't have to stay down and out. But Lord, you have called us to stand. You have called us to rise up. Lord, Lord, you truly, you make beauty from ashes. God, where we once were lost, God, now we can be found. Lord, where we were once down, God, and, and felt like we were out, God, you have called us to rise up, to stand up, to grow. Not just get through, but grow through even the most difficult moments of life. And may we be reminded today of who we are, whose we are, and that you are there with us every step of the way. Now speak to us through the power of your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. I, I want to point out three truths today that I believe is going to help you have that joy that James talked about, even if you try it. That's just a crazy concept for us. James, what are you talking about? How can we have joy when we're going through difficult moments in life? Maybe you've asked that question yourself at times. Maybe you've read this verse before. Maybe it's caused attention. God, how can I have joy? How can I be happy, God, when, when everything seems to be falling apart? It's all about how you look at it. It's all about your perspective. If you wake up and say, oh, God, I gotta face this today. Oh, I'm just gonna stay in the bed. No, we're not meant to just escape this. We're meant to get through it. Come out better on the other end. I believe better questions is, God, what can I, what can I do to grow through this? God, what are you trying to show me? Even though I'm, I'm going through, even though I'm showing God, God, what, what can, how can I become stronger? How can I come closer to you, God? What do you want to show me, even through this difficult time in life? It's time to go through our trials. It's time to go through suffering and our problems and our issues and difficulties differently. When pressure is applied to your life, how are you going to respond? The first thing is this. Don't oppose trials. See them as opportunities. See them as opportunities. Pastor, that's crazy talk. Opportunity for what? Beat up more? Opportunity for what? Be a cry? Opportunity for what? Be to hurt? And we're going to go through 
that. No, it's an opportunity for God to get the glory for the victory that's going to come in your life. It's an opportunity to show everyone, hey, I didn't get through this alone. I got through this because God is right there with me and right there for me. I, yeah, it, it stung a little bit. It hurt a little bit. Yeah, I really went through it. But hey, I'm stronger on the other side of, of this. We don't wake up in the morning looking for trials. Uh, we just, we don't go looking for it. We don't wake up and say, oh, man, Trials I can get into today. Huh? Hey Google, hey, what's some trials I can get to then? Let me get a list of trials. Siri, let me get a list of trials. Uh, what I can do today, right? Here they go on Amazon. Ooh, what's look for some trials? I got prime. I can get trials in two days if I want to. We don't go. We don't go looking for. Oh dear God, God, in all your goodness, Lord, would you please send some trials my way? No, we don't. We don't go looking for it, but they're inevitable. They're going to happen. It's part of life. And even us, I think there's a huge misconception with those that come to Christ that, oh, you're Christian, so everything's just going to go perfect. No. No, that, 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 again, that's not what's promised us, but we're promised that God will give us strength and be stepped in the way. Even us as believers, we're going to experience trials. James chapter 1, verse 2, we just read it. It said, consider joy, my brothers, if you experience various trials. That would be nuts. And no, that's not what it says. It's not a matter of if. The Bible says when you experience various trials. It's not a matter of if. It's a matter of when. It's going to happen. Right? It's going to happen. Suffering is a part of life. It's a part of even the Christian life. The Christ Christianity, the Christian life is not an escape from the world. It's not an escape from the problems of life. We even see it through the early church and through many of the leaders. And even Jesus himself experienced it's going to happen. But by telling us, by, by God saying, hey, listen, uh, you're, you're going to go through this thing, that's actually His grace. Letting us know, hey, I know that doesn't sound like, it doesn't sound like grace. Trial, suffering, that doesn't sound like grace. But by Him, by him saying, hey, heads up, this stuff's going to happen. You need to know how to get through it. You better be prepared. You better be prayed up, son and daughter. You, you better be full of my word. Come on. And that, that's His and God is sovereign over all of our various trials. It produces growth in us. And that growth is, is not just to become stronger. That growth is not just to get through another trial someday when it does. The growth is to become more like Christ. That is the goal. So through uh, any trial that we go through, we can have a joyful trust in God that, yes, we can overcome. You are created and called to be an overcomer. It's in His Word. Yet many Christians don't walk that way. It's in the valley that we get to know God intimately. And if we allow it, the pressures of trials, they will produce a maturity, becoming more like Christ. The Greek word for mature is teleos. It's the biblical idea of growth and development. But spiritual growth suggests that there's a right relationship with God in the first place. That's built on a devotion to Him. That's built on a wholehearted love for Him and obedience to Him and Christ-like character. When pressure is applied, you can really see what's on the inside of you, right? When pressure is applied to your life, we can really see what's on the inside. We can really see what kind of faith that we, can, that we have. We can really see what kind of prayer life we really have. We can really see what, how much of God's Word we really know. And it's not meant to be a gotcha. Oh, I knew it. You didn't have enough faith, Mike. I knew it. It's not meant to be a gotcha. It's meant to say, hey... You need to work on this. Because guess what? You might get through this trial, but there's another trial that's going to come your way at some point. 
not meant to be just a gotcha head, you suck as a Christian. You know? That's not what it's meant to be. Y'all can laugh, but y'all can relax. I know it's maybe heavy, but when pressure is applied, you can see what's really on the inside. You can see what your faith is really made of. So, don't oppose trials. See them as opportunities. This next thing, this next thing I want you to see is that pressure pushes you. Come on, if you ever use anything, a tool or anything that, that, that has pressure in it, like if you take a pressure washer, if you just run a water hose to the pressure washer but you don't turn it on, you don't connect any power to it, it's just kind of like a little dribble, a little stream. Like, like parents, if you have little boys and they're in the backyard when they're little and they, they got to go pee in the bushes, just like a little stream. I got an eight-year-old, almost nine-year-old still dumb. Like, what are you doing? You can't do that anymore. You can't do all that mess. But if you hook some power to that pressure washer, you turn on the hose, you hit the button, and psh, like, oh, man, it, it, it sends pressure to where you can clean or do what? It, come on, guys, if you have a, um, a what's it called, it, man, it's in my notes. Air compressor. I don't have one, obviously. Um, if you have an air compressor, you hook up a nail gun to that. Boom, you can knock out a project real quick. Psh, 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 psh. If you don't have any pressure to that, though, that nail's not going to go all the way through. And so you're going to have to get a hammer out. And then you know what happens. Hammer and nail your finger. Yeah. That's why someone created an air compressor. But the pressure pushes that nail out to make the job, right? We're going to go through some trials. But many are going to stay stuck in that and even run the other way. Oh, no trial for me. Someone stays stuck in a trial and stays stuck in it. And it becomes a cycle in their life. We weren't meant to do that. We weren't meant to get through that. We weren't meant to be overcomers. Verse 3 through 4 gives us the reason why we should be joyful in the midst of trial. It refines us. It's a trial by fire. It refines us. The furnace of suffering reveals our approval before God. In verse 2, James refers to our suffering as a trial. In verse 3, he calls it testing. The word in verse 3 is one that refers to the act of proving the word of something. What is our faith really made of? What is it really made of? How deep is our love for God? Really? Are we really as devoted to Christ as we think we are? It's easy to be devoted to Him when everything's going great, when we're not experiencing any trials, when we're on the mountaintop. But what about when we're really going through something? Furnace of suffering produces endurance. Pressure produces endurance. Man, if I can get through this here, so I can get through anything. Hey, if I can pray through this, man, I can pray about anything. Come on, if God has done this before, when He will do it, what? He will do it again. And it produces an endurance to say, hey, I can, this isn't as bad as I thought it was. Hey, hey I can have faith, man. I can have faith that moves mountains. Hey, I can have faith bigger than a mustard seed. Come on, I, I, can, I can grow through that. I can get through this. This doesn't have to beat me. This doesn't have to destroy me. And it can strengthen me. That's how we have to learn to face the trials and struggles that we go through from now on. Maybe you're dealing with it today. This is how you fight. The furnace of suffering results in our greatest joy, namely conformity to Christ. Again, that is the goal to become more like Him. Endurance isn't the final goal. Getting through it is not the final goal. Maturity and completion in Christ is. Paul speaks similarly in Romans 8, which, by the way, if you want a deeper understanding of Romans, come on, Wednesday nights, we're going through Romans, and we're going through it uh, in, in a really deep way. You should come and get into it, too. 
can we put? Paul speaks similarly in Romans 8 that God works all things together for our good. We love that verse, don't we? Right? But it's not just for prosperity. It's not just for success. It's not just for good things, man. The good is to become more like Christ. The good is for God's glory. The good is for His kingdom. We make it about us so, so many times. God works all things together for our good. The rest of that verse is, for those who love God are called according to His purpose. You are loved by God and you are called according to His purpose. You don't have to be a pastor to be called. You don't have to be a missionary on some far off land to be called. God has called all of us. He works all things together for our good, for His glory. James is saying something similar here. There's, there's this theme throughout James that we see of faith and works. You can't have one with, think of it as belief and behavior. Your, your belief fuels your behavior. Right? So, so if you really don't believe in God as much as you think, if, you, if, you, if you're doubtful, if you, if you have doubts about whether God would come through, and I guess what, that's going to fuel, fuel into your behavior and how you get through a trial. But if you have faith, the Bible says you, you can get through it. Your, your faith fuels your, your works. Your belief fuels your behavior. Pressure pushes. It reveals what's really in us and what we need to deal with so that we can become more Christ-like. We don't have to run from trials, y'all. You don't have to run. That's going to make matters worse. You don't have to run. You don't have to avoid them. You don't have to hide. And if we allow them to take their place in our life, guess what? They'll produce maturity. Trials won't ruin you. But they will refine you. They're not going to worship team, you guys can come on up. We will and we can. We can overcome. And just like a precious metal is placed in fire to, to burn away all the impurities, the same as is in us. Trials refine us. They mature us. We don't like them, but it's a part of life. And it's a part of growth. It's interesting. It's interesting that we'll tolerate pain if we know the purpose. Come on, ladies, any of you that have given birth, you tolerated not just a moment or hours of pain, you months of pain. Because you knew there was a purpose. When that beautiful baby came out, it was all worth it. Some of you will endure pain and even pay for it to try to get in better shape. You'll pay for it more than once with your wallet and just with your body, right? But it's interesting what we'll go through if we know and understand the purpose. A lot of times in our trials and in our sufferings and the things that we go through in this life, oftentimes we don't see it. We don't see the purpose. God, I don't understand this pain. Why am I going through this thing right now? And then that's the biggest question that we ask. Instead, we should ask, all right, God, I'm going through it, but God, what are you trying to teach me? How can I grow through this? And then once we understand the purpose of it, we will learn to endure it more. The fact that the, the pastor said endurance must do its complete work, that helps us see what? God will finish his work. He will finish his work in you and me. Believers, we will endure these trials for our good and for his glory. Our response to suffering matters. Our joy and our cooperation is important as we respond to suffering our response, it reveals our heart, what's really inside. James 1, 5 through 8, we read that and we'll build upon this theme. 
those in the Godward uh, orientation will trust in the self-giving God in the midst of suffering. Those with double-minded hearts will doubt His goodness. Our response in the fire reveals if we have faith that will endure. Guess what? A tested faith, it's a persevering faith. A tested faith is a maturing faith. A tested faith is an overcoming, purifying faith. A tested faith is a righteous faith. It's a God-glorifying faith. It's a strengthened faith. It's a hope-filled faith. A faith that is tested. You need to understand today. Maybe you need to write this down. Maybe you need to get this down in your soul. Take a snap of one of the, 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 the slides. I don't care what it is. But our trials are not wasted. You might be going through it, but it is not wasted. The pressure won't ruin you, it will refine you. I have a bowl of water here and a sponge. What happens when you put this sponge in water? What happens? It soaks up all the water, right? Soaks it all up. What happens when I apply pressure to this sponge? Squeezes it all out, right? When, pull, when pressure it is applied to a pipe, it's going to push out what's in it. It's going to push out what's in your heart, what's in your mind, what's in your soul, what's in your life. A trial is pressure on our life that shows what we've been soaking up. It shows what's really on the inside of us. And again, it's not a gotcha. It's not to say, oh, you've been soaking up the wrong thing. Shame on you. You need to repent. It's meant to say, oh, we, we got some things to work on. Hey, I got I to gotta chisel some things out. We, we got to work on some stuff. Oh, it's time to develop some maturity. It's time to develop some growth. You might need to pray a little bit more. You, you might need a little bit of, of my word because when the enemy comes in like a flood, that's going to be your weapon. Come on. What's inside of us when pressure is applied is going to be squeezed out. And it's meant to mature us. It's not meant to ruin us. It's meant to mature us. Pressure from trials and struggles will mature you. It'll strengthen you. It'll make us better, not bitter. It'll draw us into a deeper relationship with God. It will reveal to us that we've got to make sure we are anchored to the right thing. That our anchor holds and grips the solid rock of Jesus Christ. I don't know if you've ever been on a boat tried to throw an anchor out of Caesar and that anchor it doesn't it doesn't want to grip sometimes. So what happens when that anchor doesn't grip? Guess what? Your boat drifts. It drifts with the currents. It drifts with the waves. Drifts with the wind. If our anchor is not holding to the solid rock of Jesus Christ, guess what? We're going to drift in this life. When the storms come, when the winds come, when the waves come, when the current of culture pushes, we're going to drift. When our anchor holds, when it holds to relationships that we're trying to put so much hope in, when our anchor holds to material things that we've accumulated in this life, when our anchor holds to our career and what we think is our purpose and our identity, when our anchor holds on to anything but Jesus we will not be able to hold strong. We will not be able to endure the winds and the waves of life. Where did your anchor hold today? What's really inside of you today? 
Hey, thanks for tuning in this week. If you'd like more info about our church, if you'd like to make a donation to our ministry here at Transforming Life, go to www.tlchurchpc.com. If you haven't been to our church yet, we would love to meet you. Come by for a life-changing experience. God bless.